It's the 17th day of May. Welcome to Loving the Word, an audio Bible podcast. I'm Reggie. It is great to be here with you today. Thank you for joining me. We are continuing in the book of Joshua, chapter 13, verse 1, through chapter 14, verse 15, to begin with. When Joshua was very old, the Lord told him, You are very old, and a great deal of land remains to be conquered. This is the land that remains, all the territory of the Philistines and all the Geshurites, from the Shehor River east of Egypt, northward to the territory of Ekron. It is regarded as Canaanite territory, including the area belonging to the five Philistine lords who ruled in Gaza, Ashdod, Ashkelon, Gath, and Ekron, as well as Avite land to the south. All the Canaanite territory, from Arah and the region of Sidon to Aphek, as far as Amorite territory, the territory of Biblos, and all Lebanon to the east, from Baal Gad, below Mount Hermon to Lebo Hamath. I will drive out before the Israelites all who live in the hill country, from Lebanon to Mizrifath, Mayim, all the Sidonians. You be sure to parcel it out to Israel as I instructed you. Now, divide up this land among the nine tribes and the half-tribe of Manasseh. The other half-tribe of Manasseh, Reuben and Gad, received their allotted tribal lands beyond the Jordan, just as Moses, the Lord's servant, had assigned them. Their territory started from Arior, on the edge of the Arnon Valley, included the city in the middle of the valley, the whole plain of Mediba, as far as Dibon, and all the cities of King Sion of the Amorites who ruled in Heshbon, and ended at the Ammonite border. Their territory also included Gilead, Geshurite, and Machathite territory, all Mount Hermon, and all Bashan to Salika, the whole kingdom of Og and Bashan, who ruled in Ashtaroth and Edri. He was one of the few remaining Rephaites. Moses defeated them and took their lands, but the Israelites did not conquer the Geshurites and Machathites. Geshur and Maka live among Israel to this very day. However, Moses did not assign land as an inheritance to the Levites. Their inheritance is the sacrificial offerings made to the Lord God of Israel, as he instructed them. Moses assigned land to the tribe of Reuben by its clans. Their territory started at Arior on the edge of the Arnon Valley and included the city in the middle of the valley, the whole plain of Mediba, Heshbon and all its surrounding cities on the plain, including Dibon, Bamoth Baal, Beth Baal, Mion, Jahaz, Kedamoth, Mephoth, Kiriathiam, Sibma, Zerith Shahar on the hill in the valley, Beth Peor, the slopes of Pisgah, 
and Beth-Jeshemoth. It encompassed all the cities of the plain and the whole realm of King Sion of the Amorites, who ruled in Heshbon. Moses defeated him, and the Midianite leaders Evi, Rechem, Zur, Hur, and Reba. They were subjects of Sion and lived in his territory. The Israelites killed Balaam, son of Beor, the omen reader, along with the others. The border of the tribe of Reuben was the Jordan. The land allotted to the tribe of Reuben by its clans included these cities and their towns. Moses assigned land to the tribe of Gad by its clans. Their territory included Jazer, all the cities of Gilead, and half of Ammonite territory as far as Arior near Rabbah. Their territory ran from Heshbon to Ramoth, Bispah, and Betanim, and from Mehanaim to the territory of Deber. It included the valley of Beth Haram, Beth Nimrah, Succoth, and Zaphon, and the rest of the realm of King Sion of Heshbon. The area east of the Jordan to the end of the Sea of Kinnereth. The land allotted to the tribe of Gad by its clans included these cities and their towns. Moses assigned land to the half-tribe of Manasseh by its clans. Their territory started at Mahanaim and encompassed all Bashan. The whole realm of King Og of Bashan, including all sixty cities and Havoth Jair in Bashan. Half of Gilead, Ashtaroth, and Ezri, cities in the kingdom of Og and Bashan, were assigned to the descendants of Maker, son of Manasseh, to half the descendants of Maker by their clans. These are the land assignments made by Moses on the plains of Moab, east of the Jordan River, opposite Jericho. However, Moses did not assign land as an inheritance to the Levites. Their inheritance is the Lord God of Israel, as he instructed them. The following is a record of the territory assigned to the Israelites in the land of Canaan by Eleazar the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the Israelite tribal leaders. The land assignments to the nine and a half tribes were made by drawing lots, as the Lord had instructed Moses. Now Moses had assigned land to the two and a half tribes east of the Jordan, but he assigned no land to the Levites. The descendants of Joseph were considered as two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. The Levites were allotted no territory, though they were assigned cities in which to live, along with the grazing areas for their cattle and possessions. The Israelites followed the Lord's instructions to Moses and divided up the land. The men of Judah approached Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know what the Lord said about you and me to Moses, the man of God, at Kadesh Barnea. I was forty years old when Moses, the Lord's servant, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy on the land, and I brought back to him an honest report. My countrymen who accompanied me frightened the people, 
but I remain loyal to the Lord my God. That day Moses made this solemn promise, Surely the land on which you walked will belong to you and your descendants permanently, for you remained loyal to the Lord your God. So now, look, the Lord has preserved my life, just as he promised. These past 45 years since the Lord spoke these words to Moses, during which Israel traveled through the wilderness. Now look, I am today 85 years old. Today I am still as strong as when Moses sent me out. I can fight and go about my daily activities with the same strength and energy I had then. Now, assign me this hill country which the Lord promised me at that time. No doubt you heard at that time that the Anakites lived there in large, fortified cities. But assuming the Lord is with me, I will conquer them as the Lord promised. Joshua asked God to empower Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and assigned him Hebron. So Hebron remains the assigned land of Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, to this very day, because he remained loyal to the Lord God of Israel. Hebron used to be called Kiriath Arba. Arba was a famous Anakite. Then the land was free of war. Luke chapter 18 verses 1 through 17 Then Jesus told them a parable to show them they should always pray and not lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected people. There was also a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but later on he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor have regard for people, yet because this widow keeps on bothering me, I will give her justice, or in the end she will wear me out by her unending pleas. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unrighteous judge says. Won't God give justice to his chosen ones, who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay long to help them? I tell you, he will give them justice speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Jesus also told this parable to some who were confident that they were righteous and looked down on everyone else. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed about himself like this, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, extortionists, unrighteous people, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of everything I get. The tax collector, however, stood far off and would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, be merciful to me, sinner that I am. I tell you that this man went down to his home justified rather than the Pharisee. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself 
will be exalted. Now people were even bringing their babies to him for him to touch. But when the disciples saw it, they began to scold those who brought them. But Jesus called for the children, saying, Let the little children come to me, and do not try to stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Psalm 85 For the music director, written by the Korahites, a psalm. O Lord, you showed favor to your land. You restored the well-being of Jacob. You pardoned the wrongdoing of your people. You forgave all their sin. Selah. You withdrew all your fury. You turned back from your raging anger. Restore us, O God, our Deliverer. Do not be displeased with us. Will you stay mad at us forever? Will you remain angry throughout future generations? Will you not revive us once more? Then your people will rejoice in you. O oh Lord, show us your loyal love. Bestow on us your deliverance. I will listen to what God the Lord says, for he will make peace with his people, his faithful followers. Yet they must not return to their foolish ways. Certainly his loyal followers will soon experience his deliverance. Then his splendor will again appear in our land. Loyal love and faithfulness meet. Deliverance and peace greet each other with a kiss. Faithfulness grows from the ground, and deliverance looks down from the sky. Yes, the Lord will bestow his good blessings, and our land will yield its crops. Deliverance goes before him and prepares a pathway for him. Proverbs chapter 13, verses 7 and 8. There is one who pretends to be rich and yet has nothing. Another pretends to be poor and yet possesses great wealth. The ransom of a person's life is his wealth but the poor person hears no threat. That concludes our reading for today. So this proverb today, um, it kind of reminds me of, uh, if you can hear in the background here, that's Lily, Lily the cat. She has become a frequenter of, of the podcast lately. Um, <laughs> she, lots of time, the, the room I record in, I'll close the door and then, uh, she will come and scratch her hand under the door until I open it. And then usually she's not this obnoxious though. Right now she's chasing a little ball around or something all around the room. So that's her little bell you hear. Anyways, and I got my daughter Lauren here with me today. You want to say hi, Lauren? 
She's being so quiet over there. She's just been sitting so quiet. I'm so proud of you, Lauren. And she's got her little purse with her. And her little Etch-A-Sketch and her little cow. And your game. Thank you for being so quiet for Daddy as, as I record. I'm just about done, okay? Anyways, this proverb just reminded me of, um, you know, how easy it is for us as humans, especially this day and age, um, you know, probably from centuries past, but as we think about, uh, you know, Facebook and all this social media stuff, we try to put on our front, so many of us do, of what our life, of what we want our life to look like. And uh, so much it's the opposite of what we portray it to be. Um, but the proverb says, There is one who pretends to be rich and yet has nothing. And another pretends to be poor and yet possesses great wealth. So, you know, there's... It's just like it says, you know. There's probably so many of us that we pretend to be rich um, by the things we post about and whatnot. And then there's others who, other others of us who pretend to be poor. Um, and it seems like there's probably a lot more who pretend to be rich, in my opinion, but I could be wrong. But anyways, um, it just kind of reminds me of that and, um, and the social media age we're in. And, you know, I think as a people, especially as Christians, we should really, you know, myself included, try not to just put on a facade for people, but just be real and um, because I think the world is looking for real people you know we don't have to try to be pretend like we're perfect and also the in um, in Luke today when Jesus is talking about the the Pharisee and the tax collector you know the Pharisee you know you think he acts like he has it all together, you know, just like the rich person, you know. The Pharisee stood and prayed about himself like, God, I thank you that I'm not like adulterers and other people, extortionists, unrighteous people. And he talks about he fasts twice a week. He gives a tenth of everything he gets. And then the tax collector stood afar off from the temple. He wouldn't even come because he just felt so much like a sinner. And he beat his breast and said, God, be merciful to me, the sinner that I am. And he walked away being justified rather than the Pharisee. So, Father, we just um, thank you for your word today. We thank you for the light that it sheds on the darkness of our souls and any area of our life that is a facade 
any area of our life that we're trying to act like is good and fine, but it's actually falling apart or there's lots of pain there and we're just trying to cover it up. Father, help us to be real and help us, God, if there is those areas in our lives where we need help, God, help us, Jesus. Sometimes you just want us to ask you for help. And also in your word today, God, you say that if an unrighteous judge will help those who persistently come to them, how much more will you help those who come to you, God? You say that won't won't God give justice to his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will, Will you delay long to help them? And then you say that I tell you, he will give them justice speedily. So Father, we just have to we just have to ask for help. And know that it's okay to ask others for help, Father. God, we just thank you. We ask that your word would pierce to the deepest, darkest places of our hearts and souls and minds and bodies and bring life and light. God, we thank you for this new week. I pray, Father God, for just abundance, abundance, God, true life. That we be filled with the joy of your Holy Spirit and that you bring healing to our souls, God. And that we would pass that healing and joy and peace along to others as we love on them through the love that you have given us. We pray this, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for joining me today. It is a joy, honor, and a privilege, just like I say every day, to be here with you. And so I encourage you to share this podcast with a friend. That will wrap it up for today. I love you very much. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow.